welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. Man, I said that one with some, some flair, didn't I? You were excited today. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Tyler Olson, also known as T-Roll. And tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. And we also have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Boys, we are together for the first time in what feels like three or four weeks. Uh, you're accurate. We, ha- we had a yeah, summer break. It was a summer break, unintentional. Yes, correct. Travel, um, work, bunch yeah, of stuff. lots of yeah. stuff for all of us. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back together, uh, and we're here to have a nice, fun review. We will be reviewing the newest DC movie, Uh-oh. Blue Beetle. Yes, you All got right. it right. You got it right. Excited to be reviewing Only this with you guys. Times. Yep. <laughs> Excited to review this with you guys. Uh, real quick, before I even ask you how you're doing, big shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe wherever you are listening. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. And uh, share this podcast with your friends. If you got any friends who are also Blue Beetle or DC friends of yours, or people who have no idea what this is, which is a lot of people. Um, <laughs> you can share this podcast with them. That helps us out a lot. Uh, yeah, and lastly, follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod. Okay, enough of the business. Justin, Shimada, yes. how we doing? How you guys feeling? Hey, we're here. We're actually talking about a DC property with T-Roll. So that's a yes. first. That's a big yeah. step right yeah, there. Yeah, I got to the theater. I made it. Yes, he, he you f- did. He just ran out of excuses. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, um, he tried to say he was um, getting his uh, new testing out his new shampoo, but he doesn't have any hair. So we <laughs> called him on that one real quick. That's yep. messed up, man. That's messed up. <laughs> Shimano, just to paint the picture for you. So last night I show up at Justin's house pretty late, ladies and gentlemen. We're going on um, premiere night on Thursday night to see this film. I show up at Justin's house. I'm going to ride with him to the theater. Yep. Yeah. First of all, I'm waiting ten minutes for him to come outside. He finally comes outside. And the first thing, do you remember what the first thing I said to you? Uh, you ready to see Black Beetle? Nope. I said, I freaking hate you so much. Oh, yes. And you, <laughs> and you said, why? And I was like, I'm tired. It's late. We were doing the late showing. Yes, we were. And uh, and nobody freaking is wa- going to watch this pod, listen to our podcast. You want to know why, Justin? So the first, this was the start to my night. Now, listen, <laughs> it improved. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, I really enjoyed the movie. Okay? Yeah. There you go. I said it. He said it. I enjoyed a DC product. Okay. <laughs> But the night didn't start there. Yeah. I was, because as I was waiting 10 minutes for Justin to walk out of his house, I was like, let me just go on Fandango. Let me look at the seat map for our theater to see how many people are going to be watching this movie. Premiere. Yeah. Premiere night for a DC film. For our showtime, there was one (laughs) ticket. (laughs) One confirmed confirmed seat for our showtime. So we had not even got ours yet. So, you know, sure, there were. There ended up being, I think, six people in the theater. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a showtime one hour prior to us that also I could see the, the seats. Zero. Not a single Not seat, a yeah. single ticket was sold, and it was it was seven minutes past the, the start time of that showing. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, this this is this comes down to again just DC. They don't have a reliable property. No. That's what it yeah. is. If it's not one of the big names. Yeah. People aren't going to go see and it. They're also in this cavern for the way that people are looking at it right yeah. now between the quote unquote old DCEU and the DCU that well, Gunn is making. Well, Gunn confirmed that Blue Beetle is the first DCU character. So. Yes, he confirmed that, but, but it feels the, like general, <laughs> the general like audience is kind of in this point of like, a, how many people actually heard James Gunn say that? <laughs> Number one, uh, like, yeah, like, I, I, and so I don't mean that as any oh. like negative, but like, yeah. legitimately, how many people are aware. in their mind still aware of that fact that he is a part of this new DCU? And on top of that, it's just it, it feels like it's in such a transition phase that people don't know how where to feel, and if everything with DC right now. What is real? What is fake? <laughs> what is something? Yeah. What was real? What is now not real? Like it, it's just there's so much movement that I feel like people don't want to be be invested. That's a good at the point. moment, unfortunately. Yeah, which is a shame that this is going to be the like the movie that's going to take the hit, the biggest hit. I think. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Because this actually is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was actually a yeah. good movie. It was, it was quite solid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. We'll, and we'll get there in a minute. Let's mm-hmm. let's just let's just stick on how much DC sucks for a second though, <laughs> um, because you're right. It's going to take a hit. Now there will be. I think obviously the numbers will get better because 
word will go around like, oh, this is actually a good movie. Yeah. There will be more people that watch it, but it's yeah. still, again, it's not one of their big names. Right, it's it's kind of like when Marvel did Guardians, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, what is this Guardians movie? Yeah. But at that point in time, that was still going to be movie number like eight or nine yeah. or something. Where there was, They had a foundation. They had a foundation where people were like, okay, well, I'll trust it. Yeah. You know? Um, Blue Beetle. Uh, also, <laughs> on n- nothing against it, but... You know, at least there was a, there was more name recognition with like something like Guardians we, in the cast. The cast, yeah. We, the ca- you're right. and I talked about. We this did last talk night, about yeah. this, yeah, because yeah. like you know, you had Zoe Zeldana, who's been in some of the basically biggest the biggest franchises yeah. that have ever existed. Yeah, uh, pretty much. She just she just needs to scoop up Star Wars, and she'll like have <laughs> who knows. Done. Yeah, she, she'll have collected literally all of. All of her uh, mm. necessary gems, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. and Chris Pratt, and you know, every even though Chris Pratt wasn't huge yet, but by that point he yeah. had you know gained some clout, and you know, although David Bautista wasn't big in acting quite yet, he had he had a wrestling, huge yeah. you know wrestling pull. Yeah. You like Bradley Cooper, Bradley voice Cooper, Vin Diesel. Yeah. You know, you, oh, have, yeah, exactly. you had all these people who you know had connections, whereas really the I mean you had. You know, you had big, big name Susan Sarandon in this, and then you had George Lopez. Mm-hmm. But past that, you you didn't really have another like top tier name that someone would really yeah. like recognize mm-hmm. in yeah. in this moment. Yeah, and once more, Justin, I'll put you on the spot. Okay, being our um, <laughs> our, our our Mexican podcast buddy here. <laughs> right, exactly. Like you are legit Mexican for yes. people who don't know. This is, this I'm not is true. Yeah. Yep. So like. Can you pronounce the the guy's name who played Blue Beetle? I mean, I I'm, I'm just you, you did ask me yesterday. I like, did. How do you say that? You're like, how do you, well, what, but how I only you asked start? you the first name. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I can I take? Do you actually? I do know how. Yes. Okay. All right, so if you want, I'm, I'm gonna take a shot. Yes. I'm gonna go with Jolo Maradueno. Uh, that's as close. Yeah. You just need to do a little more accent, which you can't do. So. Yeah. So, for like, yeah, a, good for job. like a white dude from New York, yeah, not, not bad. bad. Yeah, oh, white dude from New York, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Meridueña, that's the best. Say it again. Right. <laughs> say, say it. Meridueña. Meridueña. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm but, not uh, gonna try, but that's yeah, great. But Jolo, you got that right. Good job. Um, Jolo, Jolo, I said it right. Jolo. Yeah. There you go. What a sick name. It's a great name. name. It's a great yeah. name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was great to see. I mean, if you looked at the the cast, like when it, when it, the credits ran, the title yeah. screen. It's just like accent mark, accent mark, yeah. <laughs> accent mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is fantastic to see, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like that may may be a reason why people aren't flocking to the theaters. Like for example, Iron Man when it came out was not a recognizable superhero by by no means. Like Iron yeah. Man now, he, he, is he, like was, the, mid, he was mid. Yeah, Iron Man now is like a god in Marvel in right. Marvel right now. But when it came out. You were like Iron Man. Oh, yeah. he's like the dude who wore the tin tin hat, like the yeah. tin helmet. Iron Man's kind of like Blue Beetle. Yeah. In, in well, in, in the history, he had, he, in history, well, kind of, yeah. Except he, Iron Man was a little bit elevated, but okay. not by much. Yeah. Um, but Robert Downey Jr. was still the lead in that, and that was enough to get some people to uh, Bri- take it seriously. Bri- oh yeah, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but Gwyneth Paltrow. But for Robert Downey Jr., it was like, how will he redeem himself from his yeah. like? crazy drug alcohol yeah. psychotic bender like yeah. yeah yeah so it was like you wanted to either see it be successful for him his redemption story or yeah. watch it burn like that was the kind right, of thing for right, it right. but so this one was just uh, and a, just a the cast cl- of a, a lower lower names and that the climate it. that we're in right now like there there is significantly less expectation in 2008 <laughs> you know yeah, like right. like yeah. just That's like a great point. Yeah. that there is now and there's significant less cynicism Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2008 than there is now, you know, and everything. And streaming wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. streaming wasn't a thing. Um, but so it's just you, you end up in this situation yeah. where it's you know, there's there's been we've been fed a uh, you know we've been fed some great things, some amazing things, but there's also been some things that have left really bad tastes correct yeah. in people's mouths. I agree. So like to really like stand out, you have to be like a lead at this point. You know, you can't yeah, just yeah. be a middle a middling talent at this point. You have to be elite. True. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. So it is funny that like DC's best stuff for the most part. Right? Peacemaker. Yes. Yes. Blue Beetle. Yep. <laughs> not any of their Batman stuff. Not any of their Superman stuff. Right. Certainly not their Aquaman stuff. Oof. Right? So mm. it's like a lot of their best stuff is just the lesser characters, which is great. Yeah. I mean, 
But but yeah. So, anyways, weren't that many people in the theater. I think that's the case all across many theaters. Yeah. But um, the movie itself, though, yeah, fellas, let's get into it. Quite enjoyable. Very yes. very enjoyable. I enjoyed a, a lot of this movie. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you go first, Justin? Because I know you you are a big Blue Beetle. Yeah. Fan, okay. And, and so so, are, so I can is, give a little bit of the the background of Blue sure. Blue Beetle history. I guess I should say. Um, okay. So Blue Beetle. I'm actually a huge huge fan of Blue Beetle. Um, the Jaime Reyes version, but uh, in order to understand Jamie, <laughs> in order to understand Jaime, like you got to know what, what the Blue Beetle, where it came from, right? Because when Jaime was introduced, it took the character of Blue Beetle to like a whole new level, yeah. right? So like the in the comic books, they cha- they kind of changed a little bit in in the movie, uh, in this movie, but the, in the comic books, Dan Garrett was the original Blue Beetle, and he found the Scarab, and it uh, it didn't like embody him like it did with like Jaime like instead like it just gave him a cool fancy suit and um yeah like, like powers like like strength that was it um and then he does a short little run and uh it goes to Ted Cord in the comic books and Ted Cord is never able to actually bond with communicate or anything with the scarab he just was a fan of Dan Garrett and was like kind of like a like fanboying and yeah. uh, he, uh, Ted Cord was an uh, industrial guy. Like, he yeah. made, made stuff. And so he just took on the Blue Beetle mantle uh, and, like, kind of kept the scarab to the side kind of thing. Like, it was just, like, a, a relic at that point. But he made all the gadgets, like Batman. Like, he, he did, um, like, the belts, the, the, the bug, which we saw yeah. flying around. Uh, so he did all that kind of stuff. And that was kind of the big thing for Blue Beetle was just, like, he's a, he's a Batman knockoff. Like, that was the thing, right? Um, but Blue Beetle didn't really take off until they um, started introducing him into the Justice League International. Not Justice League, the Justice League International. And uh, um, he pairs and partners with Booster Gold, which I'm going to have yes. a lot of theories about where the character is going to go in in uh, James Gunn's universe. But he pairs with Booster Gold, which changes the whole dynamic of Ted Kord as a character. But uh, that that whole run in the Justice League International kind of dies down in the comic book series. And then Jaime comes on the scene. I think it's like in 2006, I believe. I believe it's 2006. Jaime comes in, and they give the Scarab a full backstory of, like, where it came from. Like, it, came, it comes from an alien race called the Reach. And uh, the whole sole purpose of the Scarab was to go out into the galaxy and the universe and f- find a host, attach yeah. to a host, create a host to become a hero to the, 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 the world that the, it embodies. Everyone trusts the hero. And then when the Reach actually come and land, they are able to activate the Scarab to then start to manipulate the population that follows him in order to better succumb to the Reach's will. And so, oh, yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. How yeah. about that? Exactly. And so that... Uh, there's many different uh, kinds of scarab colors and all this kind of stuff. They're on different worlds. So the Reach uh, then can assert their domination on the worlds because of the the hero is going to be using his influence, and it's all like kind of political drama, like espionage kind yeah. of type of stuff. So, um, but Jaime Reyes, obviously, I was 2006. I was in high school. I was drawn to the character because me being of, of, of Mexican blood, like we have this character who is young and in high school Mexican. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> taking on this scarab and embodies like this hero and uh he redesigned looks fantastic you obviously saw the in the movie the two costumes which were like ripped from <laughs> yeah. the pages of the comic book yeah. they exactly look like yeah and then jaime jaime looks like a freaking ba like iron man hybrid type thing right? yeah so, but anyway that's blue beetle well, it looks show. like the spider-man uh the the one that oh yeah yeah totally iron spider yeah iron yeah, spider, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's that's blue beetle in a nutshell yeah i mean i can go on for hours about no, that was uh, great dude. that was some of our best podcast yeah. content right there <laughs> there you go snip it clip yeah. it and let's uh, post it and shimano you're also a big fan of blue beetle too um not nearly that in depth i mean <laughs> mainly the main stuff that i have with it would be in the animated series that he has been a part of and just seeing him um in those worlds and how they he has come out through that he was always just a really cool character he was He's similar to sort of like a, he kind of fits a lot of the ideas of like a, a DC version of like a Spider-Man yeah. in like yeah. a lot of his, sim- like, uh, like you know, abilities being related to an insect as well as um, also having, um, you know, the, the teenage connection and, you know, dealing with issues as he's growing up. And also, you know, he has a very unique outlook because of the fact that he is of his hispanic descent so that, that that adds a little extra element to things in this and i feel like there was def they definitely um 
there were some definite moments in this, of course, where they, they dealt with the Hispanic things, and I mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like the, I mean, getting into his like specific scene when they when Cord Industry shows up, I feel like that was, it, like pulled out of like the images that they showed for like the Alien Gonzalez from like the early 2000s like footage when they came to take his family. <laughs> yes. Like I felt like that that's how <laughs> that raid on the house that's was. funny, dude. Yeah, that's like, true, yeah. Like I felt like that's what they were kind of to like evoke that kind of feeling in that moment yeah. was like this idea of, you know, stuff like that. And it, there was a lot of really cool things with the Hispanic, you know, um, families. Dynamic, and, yeah. And the dynamic and kind of like the, I, I don't know, it was kind of, there were, there were some, Outside of like the real, real harsh stuff, but like there were some heartbreaking moments of the fact of like the, like even before they get into the real like heavy stuff, but like the idea of like their belief in the American dream in a lot of ways, even though the American dream didn't a lot of times believe in them. That's true. Like kind of like that idea is kind of like kind of played on a little bit, I feel like, in that. And they, they believe in this so much, even though, like I said, it doesn't always believe in them. Yeah. So it was there. There was a lot of really cool stuff, and it, it, you get to play on different things in, when you have this character who is, you know, of Hispanic descent. Yeah, cool man. I like that. I like that aspect of it too, man. Good, good vision there. So again, the movie itself. Um, and actually, you know what? Real quick, one more question. Uh, not a, not a DC guy. Um, you guys know you've that. said that many yeah. times. Did you know that, Justin? <laughs> many, many, many yeah. times you've announced so that. On help this me understand, which is actually really interesting, considering the fact that you know you your entrance <laughs> was DC. I know, but it was a different DC back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Make DC great again. All right, yeah. you so, actually go out of your way to bash DC. Like, <laughs> yes. You actively uh, go out. Oh, of your absolutely. Way. Yeah, we could be talking about like <laughs> some movie that's an action it's movie that takes place in, in, at the beach. And yeah. you're like, that it, it, it's movie a western. Sucks. Here's like, it's thing. a western, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you know what, you know what really is terrible? DC. <laughs> Dude, it's just, food bracket. Here we're talking about a food bracket. It's, it's just too fashion. easy. Yes. Yeah, it's just too easy. Anyway, continue. So, um, help help me understand this. And and by the way, I'm getting all the shots in now because I do believe in James Gunn, mm-hmm. and I think long term. I think eight years from now, we're oh, going to be yeah. laughing at yeah. Nights Like Tonight. Yeah. yeah. Right? But anyways, um, well, not Nights Like Tonight. Nights Like The Flash, which I wasn't Oof. there for. But yeah. I'm glad you weren't there. For I that did one. watch it. So, <laughs> Okay. Help me understand geography in D.C. Because I see this last night. Yeah, you did. Okay. You did. So I understand that. They do made-up cities, yeah. yeah so, yes. And look, I know there are some made-up places in um, the Marvel world, right. like Correct. Wakanda, mm-hmm. Sokovia. Yeah. Right? Yep. But it feels like, tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like everything that I've watched in DC is like a fake city. Geography, I mean, de- well, a geography doesn't make sense yeah. in in the DC universe. Yeah, like okay, so there's a cool es- map I can show. Essentially, you like okay, so the idea in my mind, Gotham has always been New York City, um, but I know that is not always the consensus. That's funny because I think it's Chicago. That's how see, I think okay. It see, is. see, the problem is I feel like. I feel like Metropolis has to be Chicago because of its proximity to Kansas, mm. which is this, which is Superman's home. Like it makes no sense for Aren't, Metropolis is lots of times well, thought of but as Metropolis and and Gotham are separated by a bay, right? Aren't okay, they right so, next to each other? So this is only a recent thing, but uh, Gotham and Metropolis are like sister cities. So and 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 with Kansas, Smallville being Kansas uh, in the Midwest. And the Metropolis being in the Midwest, then therefore it would have to be Gotham is also in the Midwest, but Northern, like more, like for example, Detroit. Chicago, or nah, I don't know about Detroit. I don't know. Uh, actually, you know what? It, it could reflect Detroit, okay, but so I where, feel like it's so Chicago. Where's Central City? Is that right? Central City. Yeah. So where's that? See, yeah. is that like Baltimore? It's, it's no. I think it's no. more like Ohio. I think it's more okay. like Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought I've okay. heard Cleveland before. Yeah. I've yeah. I've I've seen Cleveland. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's. It, it's. It's. It's wacky, dude. Yeah. It's wacky. And then, uh, uh Palmetto, Palmetto City, uh, which was the new Blue Beetle one. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a hybrid between uh, Miami and like the Keys, like because they said the Edge Keys. Yeah. Well, which is the neighborhood where. Oh. Um, okay. Yes. That, that was a specific lived. neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Specific neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. But um. But Miami essentially, which is a newer city in the D- in the DC world, like it's only like. Maybe 10, Pol- or 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah Palermo, yeah. Okay. It's like 10 to 15 years old. Okay, so are there other big cities I need to know about? Uh, Egg City. Yeah, there you go. Um, What's that? That's, isn't that Nightwing? Nightwing or... I'm trying to think. Is uh, that 
I'm pretty sure that's where Nightwing goes yep. off to. Where's Green Lantern? Uh, oh, gee, I'm going blank now. Yeah. So here's my thing. Do do they ever like? So like they they reference Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. And like in in uh in here's something. Hold on, hold on. In Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, which was a good movie, the yeah. first one, the first one. Um, she comes from which, where go back again? And watch it. Actually, it's not that good. That's not that good again. It was just. For at the, way at better the, than everything else yeah. they had already. Uh, she comes from Themyscira. <laughs> yeah, New Themyscira. Themyscira. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but that takes place in like in actual Europe. Well, like, and then Washington D.C. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, my thing is like some the, the, of the, the cities in Europe are actually the cities yes, in Europe. Correct, is what you're correct. saying? Yeah, but like yeah. In, a, in when they're in the states, like where does Peacemaker take place again? Do we? Cent- uh, is it uh, Central City? Wasn't I think it, it was, I Central it was Central City. City. Was yeah. it? Because they talk about flash, t- they talk about flash a lot. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like I feel like that just you know. Gosh, it feels like so much more work to like make <laughs> up a city. Here's the thing with DC: the states are real. They just add an extra city to it. Like it's still United States. Like the state, like Kansas, Smallville, Kansas. Right. But, but even last, like Topeka, even when we're watching, like, but even when we're watching Black Beetle, they don't mention like Black Beetle. Really? You give that ah! respect. <laughs> give the respect to the Blue Beetle. All right. See, I, there's still times where I mess up. Genuinely, sorry. Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah. So even watching Blue Beetle, like it's clearly Florida, but they never once said Florida, right? No. No. Um, I it, okay. So it really is based out of like where they came from. Like DC, I feel like always felt like it was when it start was started. It was more in the fantastical version of what life is. So the idea of it being this these cities that are not actually existing gave into the fantastical nature of it. Whereas okay. when, when Stanley and Kirby and all them, mm-hmm. uh, created Marvel, mm-hmm. they were more dealing with like, they, they, a, they were dealing with like their own, like ideas. They were pulling from their own experiences. That's why a lot of them are based in New York, which um, if you want to dive in, even like open up way more can of worms. I'm, we're not going to, but DC also has like, which earth, like it's very common to yeah. say, which earth are you dealing with? Earth one, four, Earth eighty two, yes. like yeah, there's, that does sound like it's, another. It's an actual like. Maybe legit we just thing. need a whole ge- geography <laughs> podcast <laughs> of the DC universe. Of the DC universe. <laughs> yes, I probably uh, need that. Th- that'll be great audio content <laughs> to, to for our YouTube the, yeah. channel when yeah. we go back to YouTube. Yeah, when we come back. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, so it, it, it's it's based in such like far back lore that it. It, it 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 is very confusing. Mm-hmm. I will admit to that. That is, it can be a very like confusing setup and they will give you one version will tell will make it look like it's one thing and another version will make it look like it's another thing yeah. like because they, they made it look like um in batman for superman that gotham and metropolis <laughs> were like right there, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so which like yeah anyways so okay super helpful i'm glad yeah, man. There you go. Yeah. let's talk about this freaking awesome movie yeah guys. Oh, so, yes. very enjoyable um I don't really know where to start. Maybe with the things we liked. I don't yeah. have any sort of big number plan. one thing that here we go. You, I know where you're going. George Lopez. George. George Lopez. Lopez. George yes. Lopez was ridiculous. Uncle Rudy. Yes. Was Uncle Rudy stole. He stole the show. He man. did. He really did. And like, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was over the top, but he wasn't like in your face over the top. Yeah. Like it was just the right yeah. amount. Oh, it was fantastic. And uh, everybody's got a crazy uncle, man. We can all relate to oh that crazy God. uncle. Yeah. Um, which. First off, seen, first time I seen George Lopez in maybe Forever. about a decade. I, I yeah, don't, yeah. I, I don't understand like when I saw him in last. Yeah, so. took him out on the George that Lopez beard. show. Yeah, waking up at two a.m. here in the low. Yeah, so that's it. Um, I I leaned over to Justin late in the movie when he, he did something else that was awesome, mm-hmm. which was happened about you know a couple dozen. Times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the and, beats were and yeah, the beats were great. And yeah. I said, I said to Justin, I was like, dude. Casting of the century. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It was such a great <laughs> casting. Like I was amazed at George Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Conspiracy theorist too. Oh, oh the way yeah. he yes. shows up on the scene. Mm-hmm. Like he he didn't he didn't trust the balloon. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I'm his balloon when he got there. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, so good. So good. Yeah, that, yeah. For obviously that's a highlight for me. That, that he was great. He yeah, was I fantastic. felt like the they did a phenomenal job of casting his family. Like in general, yeah. I felt like there was oh, a yeah. great. It was, it was a great casting of the family and the family dynamics. I felt like mm-hmm. worked really well, and yeah. the way they interacted with each other and just like their their family group was just like yeah, very well put together. Yeah. And I felt like it, it was a really you know solid representation of 
uh, of their family yeah. and, you know, the struggles and, like, the way they, you know, they, they dealt with everything was just, like, I felt like it was really, was a really awesome, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like, uh, like the casting of Jaime Reyes was perfect. It was dead on. Like it was, it was amazing. To see. Yeah, like, he was really like Shola was meant to play Jaime Reyes. Like I'm like even when Cobra Kai was going on in the early, uh, early like early season one, season two, the the chirps were like he needs to play Jaime. He needs to play yeah. Jaime, and he was much younger. Yeah, he was so uh, spot on. James uh, DC for getting it before James Gunn. Like I feel like James Gunn would have casted him, but DC beat him to it. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I I was really impressed with his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like what you said, Shimano, about just the whole family dynamic. Um, and even, like, internal commentary, like, Jenny makes comments about how special it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was true. Like, you could see that as a, just a viewer, but also within the actual mm-hmm. the within the within actual movie, Jenny herself, she had some cool lines where she was like, this house, she was talking about her mansion. It's filled with stuff. stuff. Yeah, your home is filled with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was. There just was so a, cool. several emotional beats. That yeah. was one of them. Yeah. That was one of them. And then the dad, uh, Jaime's dad. Yeah. Uh, Which dude? Oh, you oh. knew someone was dying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also do think that like so that line that she gave was also like a great like it was it was great in what it was, but I felt like it was also a great way of showing kind of like how disconnected she is with the world in a lot of ways. Yeah. Cause like, of course it's how a billionaire would think of things is, Oh yes, you're filled with love. Like money doesn't matter. <laughs> but when you're in, a, when you have all this money, yeah, you can say money doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially with this financial situation, the family was in at that moment, like they're about to lose the house. Yeah. They don't have any way to do anything. And that's kind of how, she, but she sees it like love. this. Yeah. Yes. Loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, d- I thought the CGI was pretty spot on, man. Like, yeah. uh, Jaime's transformation the first time was really, really cool. Uh, like, the burning of the clothes yeah, and then, like, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. black covering him and kind of just yep. taking off. Like, it was it was really cool. I will say, and, and this isn't just this movie, I feel like movies have to stop breaking masks on superheroes. Okay. Oh, they you're like at the don't, end, about the end like, fight scene? It, it just yeah. never looks quite right. Yeah. Like and, and, and take like, it all off. I or... feel like they did it as well as they could mm-hmm. in this movie, but I just don't think that's something that CGI can do right now. Even in like the Iron Man movies, when they would break, when he would have his like thing partially broken, it didn't look right. Yeah. Uh, any movie that it is when he like Spider Man Two back in the day, like that still didn't even look right. And yes. That was practical. So like, yes. <laughs> like it just it, it yeah. just there's there's something about it that just doesn't work. Yeah. Like so, but but that that would be my only like. My only like downside for CGI, and that's mainly just for CGI in the world in general. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good point. That's and good point. like it's it it also feels like um, not that it's like nanotech. I don't know what the, what it is. It's clearly yeah, coming it's from the scarab. It's very, very similar. Back, to it, yeah. But it also feels like every time they break something that looks like nanotech. Yeah. Like it's just like why just, wouldn't just some more come and yeah, s- yeah. fix like it? When, you know? Why doesn't it show back up again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know that's fine. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, with CGI, as you guys know, I, I don't have an eye for CGI. Yeah, correct. I thought there was a couple times when... Um, well, we'll do a two, double screening, and we'll have the flash up on one screen, and we'll have this <laughs> up on the other screen, and then you tell me which one looks better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's, uh, yeah, sure, we could try. Yeah. I just He's going gonna to pull that Pam from the office. They're the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Gosh, dude. Um thing I didn't like, I will say. Okay. Uh, the villain wasn't that strong. The villain wasn't that strong. I was more... Yeah, what was your name? Uh, uh, Vicky, right? Vicky uh, Vicky Cord. Cord. Yeah. Victoria Vicky Cord. Cord. Yeah. Cord. Yes. Not Cord. Korg. Right, correct. I'm so prone to say Korg. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I mean, I wanted to see more of just Jaime, um, but he needed to fight somebody. Obviously, he needed to fight somebody. Yeah. So, sure. So, what was the dude's name? The villain dude. Dude, I don't even remember. I don't have me. Yeah. It was like faceless villain. Uh, Lieutenant uh, something. Carapax. Carapax. Yeah. Carapax. S- yes. Um. So I, I will say. Damn, I cared more about him than the damn the lady. Yeah, that's true. You know. Good point. The, the I do feel like one of the few downsides is I feel like they kind of quick played his transition a little bit. Like I understand that they were getting into that scene. They gave him a little and montage they were, in his head. And <laughs> it, it was. If it did feel a little clunky that he was like all in line and then uh, completely out of line, mm. and they did like kind of retcon that fix at the end where he was like, "I can now remember 
mm. to make it like, oh, yeah, well, they're saying that he couldn't remember all that stuff yeah. before, but now he can remember, and that caused him to make that switch. Wait, I don't even know what you're talking about. The the main dude where he had the locket. And yeah, he couldn't he, remember? He, like, he didn't know, like, before he was before he, he was whatever the, he was, like, the, the metal inside of him. And so then he had the the memory unlocked of his mom being killed by Cord by Industries. Cord. He didn't remember any of that until he got the the power uh, of the until, blue beetle. Yeah, yeah until this, the blue yeah, beetle. Correct. So when she linked with him and <laughs> got to when she was huh. simultaneously while she was seeing what he his life was, he was remem- remembering his life mm-hmm. as well. And at some point he had lost the memory before, which is the entire catalyst for why he Turns. switched sides. Yeah. yeah. Which makes it a little bit better, but I do feel like he was a little clunky to the point to where like clunky in the sense of you didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't. And, not and at all. So, not so even that kind all. of proves my point in the fact that it was a little, maybe a little rushed and a little clunky in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, but I felt like there were not a whole lot of like real big mistakes in that, in the movie in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do I feel agree. like it was, that was a little rushed. And I will say one more thing that I was a little like I felt like was a little out of character was the family in the when in the rescue mission I felt like was a little outlandish in my mind. Oh, like the grandma? grandma? Yes, Nana? like the grandmother yeah. and like <laughs> like okay, so we're gonna send in the family to like go get him and I understand like, oh, the family has to save him. It's like a part Ooh. of his whole family. I was like I like the the grandma carrying like that big gun yeah. and it was like it felt a little like I feel like everything else in the movie was so, like... Believable? Be- yes, believable in the sense of... And it didn't feel too superhero-y in the sense of, like, like super-duper over-the-top type of stuff. Yeah. Like, the the emotional moments felt emotional. When the when they had that raid and, the, and his father had the heart attack and, mm, like, all that yeah. stuff, it all felt believable and it felt real in the moment. Yeah. And I feel like... The rescue scene didn't necessarily match that stylistically. Yeah. Yeah. There were some cool moments in the rescue scene, though. I, <laughs> there were. I'm not saying there were some cool moments. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, it was a little. It went a little up too much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Seeing seeing the grandma like be like really, you know, militarily minded. Yeah. yeah. And then like Viva Revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It just. It's 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 almost like they just went so far with it where, well, like they just kept going and going yes. and going well, and I going. Think if they would have did little plants throughout the movie, where because for the most part, like Nana was like pretty dormant, like she's yeah. you know, everything's happening, she's like listening and like That's, knitting or like yeah. she's. But like if she would like knit and then all of a sudden like yell out something outlandish like. Uh, Oh, back in the war or something like that. Like if she would do stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. then I can then I can then justify what happens later. But yeah. I, they did they didn't really do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, <laughs> yeah. Like Rudy was the type of over the top that I loved. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, I mean the grandma was the type of the over top that I was like, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least Rudy, he like takes some rocks and he throws it at Carafax, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever those coconuts or whatever that was. <laughs> Although it would have been nice to see how he actually was able to escape that well, moment. He probably just it was, bug was probably off the side and yeah. he just jumped yeah. down. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I just felt like it was a yeah. little like yeah, it, and also, it would have been well, nice to now have. Now that I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, he's also like a super genius. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, he yeah, created yeah. an EMP in the back of his truck and pretty also cool. pretty cool. And also knows how to like look at like that computer. Well, he's a conspiracy theorist, so he's yeah. always like he's trying. That's fair. He's trying see, to that's see, fair. see make the his very own stuff that you said that didn't make sense for Nana. Um, actually, made sense for Uncle Rudy mm-hmm. because they were planting things about his conspiracy theories the and his yeah. and about you know how he, he, he basically what they were trying to say was that he hadn't lived up to his potential up mm-hmm. until this moment. Correct. But he had the skills that were to necessary to be able to do this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that stuff, like they. Like if they had laid things in, or if you had just had little moments where, like, maybe she did something that was like a little out of character, like maybe she was like duck, and like you're just like, oh, well, maybe there's no reason to duck, but then like something comes through, and it's like, oh, she's more in tune with what's going on that's really happening. She just kind of is playing like, yeah, 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 she's the grandmother. So, so the family's great. Jaime's great. Um, Jenny was great. Yeah, I think I enjoyed Jenny's character. You know, one emotional beat that I loved, and I'm, I think I mentioned this. Or you, I don't know if you heard me, but 
when the when the grandma says, "Now we can cry after oh, the mission's yeah. done," yes. yeah. and the family's hugging, and then she waves for Jenny to come over because all she's ever wanted was family. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what she wants more than, you know, this company is the last thing that she observes as her family because right. it was her dad's yeah company. You know, so like that was a, that was a cool beat. Um, yeah, I, I I cared about Jenny's. Yeah, backstory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what I thought that was a hit. Um, but yeah, with the villain, you're right. With Vicky, like I think this this movie, this, it kind of falls into the, the the typical trend of what a lot of Marvel origin stories do, where they have to spend so much time on the hero. Yeah, they have to. Right. Yeah. There are countless examples we can give where it was like that in Marvel movies, where. Ultimately, you just don't really care about the villain because they don't get that much screen time. Yeah. Well, and it followed the the typical uh, origin story trope with the villain. Like, for example, Iron Man and then Iron Monger. Uh, yeah. yeah. Black Panther and you had Killmonger. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and you had um, the Yellow Jacket. Like, yeah. It, it, so it's uh, mirror images of each other. So right. Blue Beetle and then obviously another machine, another suit that uh, can make the things. Yeah, the OMAC. Yeah, the OMAC. There you go. So here's, here's something. Um... Actually, I think I just lost it. Uh-oh. What were, were we gone. just talking about? It was. I had a really good point, but you wouldn't shut up. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Uh, uh, villains, Marvel origins tropes, and villains. Origin yeah. stories. Yes. Yeah. I lost it. It just is what it is, going. man. Sorry, man. But yeah, My bad. I, I do think it's also hard when you <laughs> split the villain. Like you have, especially when you have the... The, the brain you have an and inte- a brawn. Yeah, a brain yeah. and a brawn, yeah. essentially. Um, so it does make it kind of a difficult situation because you have... Now you're not only are you having to spend so much time on a hero, you're also splitting time between your villains. Yeah, just remembered it. Good. Something that helps with villains. Mm-hmm. This is what Christopher Nolan does better than anybody. The opening scene. Yeah. So how about this? So later in the movie, when when Jenny's when they go to get the key, and Jenny's talking about how when her grandfather died, he gave the company to Ted instead of Vicky, mm-hmm. yes. and that crushed Vicky. And she even made the comment where Jaime's like, wow, that's really, and she says, sexist. <laughs> right. Like she yeah, says that. Yeah. What if they showed us that scene? That would, yeah. Right? Even if you just yeah. get like a moment of her just like crushed yeah. and maybe like goes dark. Yeah. Like you, like, you see like the darkness in her eyes. Where you yeah. can see why she becomes bitter towards her own brother. Yeah. Not yes. because her brother did anything, but because of her father yeah. being yes. sexist, you know? That's, that would help. That would help us point. care a lot more Th- about this That would be a good villain. scene. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So just something like that. Okay. But yeah. um anyway. Yeah, I could see I could see that as being something um because she was very like one-dimensional in this. Like there was like it, it was very weapons. Yeah, it was, <laughs> weapons. It, was, it, was yeah. it was very like, you know, point A to point B. There Number wasn't one a whole stealers like that. Yeah. Sacrifices have to be made. Yes. Weapons. Yes. <laughs> like it, it it was very much like she had her point A to point B. There wasn't a whole lot of deviation. There wasn't yeah. a whole lot of like who is she other than this storyline yeah you know it's kind great of like point, point. like there wasn't really a whole lot There's other than no that. complexity no yeah no no real complexity to her um and they did kind of and although they kind of hinted at the fact that uh carapax had something a little bit deeper it took them a long time to, to get there yeah. to get there for 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 that it would have been nice to see him like i don't know maybe hesitate at a point here or there if they were going to do something like that, I, I he was yeah. fully committed the, uh, yes. prior to being like, yes. killing machine. Yes. Yeah. Although I will say, like the, his initial entrance, like the the scene that he was in that tent, that was actually I enjoy like just that was a really cool where he was just like he was looking at it and then he comes out like he looked awesome. Yeah. Like he did, but even but that was a good example where it's like I would have never thought that he didn't remember his who those people yeah. were. I thought he was like looking at in remembrance. Mm. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like I feel they, like that was like that. he just knew this was important and yeah, he like no, knew that this was his mother, why. but he didn't have a yeah a why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also will say, I felt like the the cord employees were a little formulaic, mm. in the sense of like they were just like these like CPUs that did whatever she said, <laughs> and it was like very like it it was it was weird. It yeah. felt weird yeah. because it was like. Oh, kill the family. Okay. okay. Like, um, <laughs> it was just like immediately. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. there was no, like... Yeah, they're not a, they're not a police force. They're no. not the police. No. no. They're security. Like, that's... They're a, just a yeah. They're, yeah. They're a private security. Hey, murder those people who are sitting on the ground. Yes. <laughs> Good point. And, that's and then a great it also makes point. It, and then it also makes it hard be, to, like, I don't know. It, it also makes it harder to believe 
the breakout scene, if you're saying these people are so hardcore that they'll do whatever they want, then they should be pretty hard targets to take down. Correct. And yeah. yet the grandmother can take them down yeah, relatively exactly. easily. So yeah. it's kind of like... Um, well, she was spraying, so like, I mean... Yes. She did have a minigun, but yeah. <laughs> she did have a minigun, but yeah. <laughs> if these guys are supposed to be these... Elite. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. An elite you're totally security right. force, they should know how to face yeah. a die, minigun. Die, was it die imperialists? Or, yes. Uh, yep. Or down yeah. go the imperialists? Yeah, she said like die imperialists. <laughs> oh, but yeah, gosh. so like uh, uh, those were smaller like parts of it. It was a, it was a really well put together movie and I feel like yeah. the biggest thing is uh, I'm going to throw out like it felt organic. Mm. Like it didn't feel like they were rushing a lot of things mm. in the sense of the way the movie is kind of playing out and like the relationships we're building, it didn't feel super, it, it didn't feel like superficial. It felt like it was an organic, well mm-hmm. put together they story. They didn't force Jaime's family on you. They allowed you to yes. go on the journey with Jaime's family yes. together. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 That's good. So, yeah. So, I, I felt like they did a really, really good job mm-hmm. of that. Um, I do have one little theory, one little idea to throw out there. Oh, and I, I want to see how you guys react to this. Okay. Is this the closest that the DC that DC and Marvel have been in decades at this oh, moment? Oh, you're talking about because of how crappy Marvel's been? Because of, <laughs> it's Marvel's Marvel wow. coming back to Earth, wow. yeah, DC yeah. maybe rise. rising, oh. like, like uh, and I'm not Answer saying that T-roll. they're. Clo- I'm not saying that they're like. Super, super close. Mm-hmm. But this is the closest they've been mm-hmm. in like this a is, very, this is very like a long classic time. like sports conversation. I think I have a good answer for this, but I want to hear T roll. Yeah, this is a classic sports conversation. Like this is what you do with like your favorite teams, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh the answer is no. They're nowhere near each other. <laughs> there were six people in my theater last night. Yeah. You know? Okay, I'm not saying monetarily. No, no. I'm saying the quality of I'm the I'm not product. saying monetarily. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, I'm just well, six people in the theater makes it sound like I'm you're not talking about money. I'm just talking about interest in general. Let's well, let's throw all that like quality, quality of, movie, of con- quality of movie, quality, quality of, content. of content. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, let's talk after Aquaman. Uh, well, no, no, no. We won't. That's gonna be no, no, no. Let's talk about this after Aquaman. No, no, no. no. But listen, listen. <laughs> He's talking about right here, right now, this point in time, like the release of Blue Beetle. Here's my. Here's what I have to say. No, right? absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's not. But the only reason is because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three exists. Yeah. You take away that movie, and I think that this is the closest they've ever now, been. If you if you compare if you compare it to like just the Disney Plus content, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, for sure, <laughs> it might have even surpassed it. I'm just saying, you know? like, I feel like this is the closest they've been in together in so long mm-hmm. that the idea of the conversation is no longer entirely absurd. Maybe just absurd. <laughs> Yeah, it still feels entirely it, yeah. absurd to me. I mean, Marvel has had some duds for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. But they've still put out some great stuff. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And like you guys hated the Flash movie. Yes. This hat was a very good movie. Yes. What what was before? I mean, Pe- Peacemaker was fantastic. Yep. Okay. Okay. For Suicide Squad. S- for clarity, storyline wise, yeah. storyline wise, Flash was. Solid was solid. It was just the CGI, their CGI was so team was off so I don't know what they were doing something. Yeah. They were off on lunch yeah. when yeah. <laughs> when they decided to finish that stuff mm-hmm. up. So, yeah. we're, we're, wait, we're done. We, we only got halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get. Yeah. I, I think like again. I I believe that the future is very bright. Yeah, but I, I, I think too. it's it's kind of like when it's kind of like when a team like a. I mean, like, I will admit it's sort of like when the Browns finally turned, <laughs> like their like d- d- like turned their corner like five or six years ago to the idea of no longer being the laughing stock of the NFL, yeah. but they're that doesn't mean they're necessarily elite like yeah. elite yet either. And yeah. the and the danger with them for and so sorry to all of our non sports fan listeners, but the danger with the Browns back then is like. Everybody that wanted to make them the, the next great thing, where like they didn't come close. No. So that's that's yeah. that's what I want to caution my little my little DC buddies oh, over here. Okay, yeah. oh, so I'm I'm not saying that they're <laughs> I'm not saying that they're going to get any closer. I'm just saying that there is a conversation about like I I I 100 believe this is the closest they've been in decades. Which 
but which that's yeah. for example that could be the distance from like here to the moon like that's yes, like sure that's okay that's like yeah. Yeah. That, that's all i'm trying to say with this <laughs> all, I'm not all dc need to do is make yeah. a couple rather, good movies rather than here to mars which is what it's been for so yes. long it's now yeah 30, up. 30 seconds to mars yeah <laughs> um, quite far i want to talk about a uh, potential future okay um, so James Gunn and Peter Safran came in and took over, right? Yes. The uh, first thing is that they did is evaluate their properties, right? Um, they did reshoots for Blue Beetle. Okay. There were some reshoots and this is where I believe it's going to, it's going to play a factor. The post credit scene in Blue Beetle, we see the, uh, the Beetle cave, <laughs> whatever you want to call yeah. it, uh, the bug hideout, whatever it is. Um, you see the computer turn on, and it's the voice of Ted Cord. Yeah, and he's like, "He's alive. I'm alive. Like, tell my daughter I'm alive." Right, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's the scene because uh, we actually have um, James Gunn announced the properties that are going to be coming out uh, in the first phase or whatever he, he called it, like yeah. the first act. Or I don't know what I forget what he called it. Um, I think it was act. Um, Booster Gold is a confirmed series. I I do believe that Ted Cord. Uh, maybe communicating back to the computer from the future, because mm-hmm. Booster Gold. Those of you who don't know who Booster Gold oh, is like yeah, T-Roll's yeah. looking at me like, who the heck is Booster Gold? Real quick, Booster Gold. Yes, like the color yes. element. Yes. So okay. Booster Gold is from the future. Okay. He is. Uh, he idolizes heroes. Okay. And so as soon as time travel became a thing, he took that advantage to go back in time and observe yeah. all these heroes that he grew up learning about and hearing about in the history uh, museums. And he actually becomes best friends with Ted Cord. Uh, those two are like the, the better dynamic duo than any, anybody in, in DC. Like if you name two friends that you can think of in DC, like they're better than that. Like they're best friends. So I got a feeling that that post credit scene is going to play out with a booster gold, Ted Cord slash Blue Beetle uh, storyline in the, in the TV series that James Gunn's launching. Oh, that's a TV series. It's a TV Booster series. Gold? Yep, mm-hmm. Booster Gold series. So what all? What all is there? Do you remember? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. We'll look at it off the bottom. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that because Booster Gold is he is so fun. He is a fun it, character. It's a very interesting like idea too mm-hmm. because like basically he takes tech from he, he takes tech from yeah. the future. To come to the past to be a superhero, essentially. Yes. yes. Like, b- b- yeah, basically, we're like, you know, ray guns and things that would have been considered, s- considered like base things that would be used. He wants to be a hero. He wants to be a hero. So he comes yeah. back to the past to be he's like the, the hero in the of past. Kang. Yes. Yes. Because yes, Kang comes of. back to conquer. But yes. he's coming back to use, For kind of glory. use the most yeah. basic gun or basic powers or basic anything in the, in the year 3000 or whatever yeah. to come back and be an actual like, yeah. hero. It's kind of like the idea of like, even now we talk about like, oh, if, you're, if you could go to the past and like you had $100,000 and you were to go like, <laughs> you know, to like 1910, you'd be like the richest person in the world. Right. Like, sort of. It's kind of like that idea. You have so many advantages over the past. Or like, if you could show a phone to somebody like, 75 years ago now right like that idea is kind of like how booster gold kind of works yeah. okay so it'll be fun it'll be fun to yeah. see and he's, he's he's very uh lean heavy on, on comedy too so again the comedy last night for this blue beetle movie yeah. was great man. george yeah. lopez man yeah and just it was it was great great comedic beats the, yes. whole, the whole way through I agree even the when si- he was, the sister was the, that was gonna the say, sister was phenomenal when he was eating the tacos mm-hmm. oh and yeah. they like <laughs> All that these news. things he didn't know about <laughs> losing the house, the shop, dad, his dad heart had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of good comedic beats for sure. So, um, okay, the, anything else? A George Lopez line that got me rolling, okay. rolling the rolling the hardest. Uh, okay. They were sitting in front of the computer and uh, with Ted Cord. And uh, they dropped the line about aliens, and George Lopez is like, oh, I, don't, I don't like that word. Don't use the word aliens around yeah. Oh, that was phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Dude. Dude. Which, which, like, once it, even like that line, like he used it comedically, but it, once again, it has like it such, a oh, yeah. deeper, yeah. such a deep, yeah, yeah, deeper sure. meaning. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so funny. Dude. Yeah. Um, also, when, when he fanboys over Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was yeah. so amazing. Yes. Because it's like, he he's like, man, he's so much cooler than Batman. Yeah. They're, they're holding yeah. all this like, Crappy Batman yeah. mocks, yeah. you know, yes. mock-ups. That's so. so funny. 
What else? Did he, he had some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, he had some, he had some great one liners. Batman's a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Batman's a fascist. Mm, so oh good. man, and just the amount of times he would say something about like the cords or the rich or yes. something, yeah. you know. And Jenny's like right there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The first time he said something, and Jenny was sitting in the living room. Like, oh yes. hey, I'm or, Jenny or Cord. When, when, uh, yeah. like, when he pulls, <laughs> when Hame pulls his shirt off, and he's like, I've seen worse. Oh yeah. And they're <laughs> like, where? He's like. like he just kind of yeah. looks at him. Oh, yeah, you just knew. You knew. That's so Dude, funny. Th- that'll be a good um, YouTube video, like all of Uncle Rudy's lines and yeah. moments. Yeah. Like that'll be a really good YouTube. Well, even like the moment when he was like he was uh, essentially like hanging from the bottom of the of the beetle, mm. and he was just like stroking his beard. Oh yeah, which is like a phenomenal. That like was amazing. Like just like it was just a, a Dude, moment of physical comedy. That might have been like, yeah, physical comedy. That might have been when I. T- Turn you and said that because that yeah, that image was just lifetime, great. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, what about him impaling these soldiers with the bugs' feet? <laughs> yeah. Like just just impales them and just like yes. thrashes them around. Yes. I was like, Dude, I didn't expect that. Who who would have who would have thought that George Lopez was going to be like mm. the guy that gets me into DC? Hey, mm-hmm. let's go. Somebody had to. Any means necessary. Yep. All right, boys. On deck. All right, I think we're done here. This is a fun review. Um, DC on the come up. Yeah. Blue Beetle, yep. give them some love, people. Yeah, it was great. So um, tell your friends to actually go watch it because <laughs> again there was nobody there. Um, yeah, there were not a lot. Of they're not going to make a lot of either. money. But again, I think it'll be a movie that people are going to enjoy when they finally get to it. So, yep. all right. With all that in mind, um, big shout out to all of our listeners. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, we want to remind you that next week we will begin our reviews of the Ahsoka series, this newest. Star Wars series yes, from Disney Plus. Let's freaking go. So that'll begin next week. So be sure to tune back in. Tell your friends about it. And if you got any Star Wars friends, uh, let them know that that is on the horizon. And with all that in mind, for my good friends Sandy and Shimato, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. You peasants.